It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today on Locked On Red Wings, Scotty and I are going to give you our biggest flash-in-the-pan Red Wings that have fizzled out, and we're going to preview that final matchup against the Ottawa Senators. Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. For some reason, Scotty, my mind blanked when it came to the team name and my brain defaulted to Seattle Kraken. I nearly said Seattle Kraken on the, the second take of that cold open, and I caught myself. That's why there's a little Peek bit behind of the curtains. Brian has never gotten our cold open correct on the first try. And I really I really felt like today was going to be the one cuz I knew what I wanted to say. We've been we've been on YouTube take, for for how long? Since December. So we're like Four five months into this, Brian still daily show for four or <laughs> five months. We do a daily show here if you're new, and he still every single day screws up the cold I, open the first try. It well, is honestly remarkable. I don't rehearse it. I just go okay, hit start, and I'm like, and I'm like, as you wonder down, why I'm like laughing dude. at the beginning of every <laughs> single episode, and why like if you watch on YouTube while I'm like trying not to laugh, it's because Brian's effed up the gold open already at <laughs> least once, probably twice, probably <laughs> twice like yesterday. <laughs> Got on my second time today, but but just barely by yesterday the skin of my teeth. Three three was, attempts, was it three and it still wasn't perfect. Yeah, dude. Because <laughs> then I hit I hit the 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 intro button three times before it actually played the intro. So there's like a ten second pause. Oh, I missed when I didn't have to do a cold open and it just like came in. Yeah, no, it, it's definitely a big step when you go to YouTube. You got to start doing the cold I mean, opens. It's let's be different. honest. Call myself out here. It wouldn't hurt if I rehearsed a cold open. I just like I hit start and like I have three <laughs> seconds because there's a countdown time. Brian three, just goes, are you ready? Like, I go, I'm ready. ready. I'm not. Am I ready? Yeah, sure, man. Apparently I'm not ready. <laughs> uh, thanks for making us your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all platforms. Uh yeah, Tigers two and two. Scotty Javier 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 Baez got it that time. There we go. Uh, home run, take the lead. Pitching masterclass from Matt Manning in the bullpen. Wonderful game. I watched the whole thing. I was excited too. I, it started right as I got home from work. Wonderful man. Uh, such a fun fun to toot my own horn. Such a fun episode to to talk about everything for for Locked On Tigers. Uh, today's episode. Um, yeah, Electric Factory. Such a sick game, man. Javi. Javi's the man. And if you don't know the name Alex Lang, learn it because the dude is nasty. Who was it? Barnhart who said after the game that he had his pitches had definitely an F you to them. Yeah, because they do. He's so <laughs> filthy, man. Like I the the stats, we break down like all of the all the like analytics and numbers to what makes him so good and why he's so effective, but he like he's gonna be so good, man. He is so nasty. I love him. I've been big on him since since he was in since we traded for him, honestly, since he was in the minors. I such nasty stuff. And that, my friends, is your daily lockdown tigers plug. Make sure you go listen to him. He is on YouTube now. Where are your subscriber counts at? We just hit three hundred already. Oh man, you're gonna pass us in a second. We just hit six hundred a couple days ago. 
Six hundo though. Appreciate that, you all, it's man. That, uh, I don't know. Do we do we talk about that on air yet? That's so cool. No, I don't think we have. I, I mean, we I tweeted I about it. I don't know passing. if we talked about it on air. No, Regardless, super sick. And I, I like if, if we can, like next season is is another I mean, step even forward. with the off season. Like everything is going to be like we got a lot planned, and we're going to do a lot of fun stuff. And going into next year, already like established on YouTube is going to be so cool, and and just going to take us to even more new heights. Yeah. So really, really appreciative for sure. Yeah, we for sure are. And it, it kind of happened by surprise. We weren't really even watching. Like 500 was our big milestone landmark. Like the first one, next one's going to be 1,000 for us. So we weren't even really like watching the subscriber count that much. And Allison texted me and she goes, you just hit 600. I go, oh, really? Oh, I bet. <laughs> Pulled up the sure YouTube enough. studio app. I'm like, oh, yeah, sure did. She, and then she goes, I'm going to unsubscribe now. I'm like, wait, whoa, hold on. <laughs> got <laughs> she's funny. She's got jokes. Um, But yeah, thank you guys. Appreciate it. Now on to the show. On to the show. Today, we're going to do a little bit more of a fun topic. We're going to talk about... Well, actually, I don't know if it... Is this a fun topic? The, the biggest I know, flash this is in the fun, pan. man. It's this fun to fun. talk about. That's fun stuff. Um, biggest flash in the pan players to ever play for the Red Wings. Yeah, like it's not... It's not, uh, you know, sustained success or anything, but that, like, those niche players that make a huge flash and then, like new generations of fans don't learn about and like the the lore of them isn't passed down but like if you experienced it you're like yo remember when this happened like that that's always like when you're just like chilling with your friends right you and you're just like like shooting the crap and you're just like oh remember so and so and everybody's like oh my good like so and so and then you pull up so and so's youtube highlights and it just becomes like a fun night like that's unparalleled like i, I love stuff like that i i Every time someone goes like says the name of a player who played for the Red Wings for like not even a full season, I go, "Oh yeah, that did happen." The one that always gets me for some reason is Jan Merzak, and he wasn't a flash oh, yeah. in the pan. I'm just saying like a name, a guy, a body no, for that sure, wore a Red Wings uniform. I'm like, "Oh shit, yeah, you're right." Jan Merzak played for the Red Wings, and he played wore I think he wore number thirty nine. Yeah, it like that. That stuff is is. I, like seriously i'm not even kidding me and my friends could do that for like 12 hours straight like just sit and like we'll do this thing where we'll when we all hang out where we will literally pull up on like the tv or on somebody's laptop and just pull up youtube and we'll just take turns plugging in highlight tapes of like random people we've all forgotten about and it is so fun it's like this is this is like my dream like topic like this is so fun to me this literally just happened to me with the Tigers today? No, was it yesterday? I think it was. Yeah, it was yesterday. Um, because Allison brought up Romine, and Which I was one? Like, <laughs> exactly. And I, she was talking about the utility. I was like, "Oh, you're thinking of?" Um, I said Andrew Romine. I'm like, "Wait, no, Austin Romine is the one who played for the Tigers." And I was like, "Wait, no, Andrew Romine played for the Tigers too." <laughs> and I had forgotten it was recently too. Like it wasn't that yeah. long ago. Was it like last season or two seasons ago? Andrew uh, Romine was, was a catcher for the I Tigers. Think it was the the it was 2020. It was the shortened yeah. season. There was also it's for some reason it's something with catchers. Like we've gone through so many catchers. Like Salta Lamakia, I had forgotten about. Salta Lamakia hit a walk off home yeah. run in like May, and I I looked at my my uh, my little sister who was probably eleven or twelve at the time, and I looked at her and I was like, if this dude hits a walk off right now, I'll buy you his jersey, and then <laughs> tank. Like, I will never forget it. And I was like, oh. Wasn't there a Garcia <laughs> in there, too? Who? A Garcia in there, too? Abby Sale? 
obviously you. Yeah. Yeah. He's still kicking it and making big money. Now like, he's still, I mean, he's, he's, he's like a just he's under all-star level player, probably like outfielder, right? Yeah. Oh well, yeah. Uh, okay. But we're talking about the Red Wings ones. Let's, let's get into the Red Wings. There's a lot of fun wings ones though, yeah. especially like the, I, I think the peak of it would have been like the early 2010s. When mm-hmm. they were just trying to find anybody to kind of band-aid in there and be like, let's just keep the ship rolling. Like, we're just trying to make the postseason kind of a thing. And uh, like like the mid-2010s. Just, I, I think that that's probably where, well, where a lot of them are from. But also, when your team is good and you have like a powerhouse, right? And, and you have such a, like a really good team. If you can plug in somebody like temporarily that's just like, oh, like the ship will be fine because this is a such a good team that we can just throw so-and-so in there. And then in two weeks when, you know, we're back to full strength, he can go on and never be talked about again. Well, and that's so th- – there's where this disclaimer comes into because Scotty and I are both like young guys in our mid-20s. So a lot of our memories of flashing the pan players are going to come from the late 2000s through the 2010s because that's the bulk of our hockey memories, bulk of our right. Red Wings memories. So if you guys know of one that we didn't say from the early 2000s, oh, yeah. the 90s. Comment section it up, dude. This, like, seriously, I'm going to have a ball reading through it. So please, for, for our entertainment and, like, honestly, this offseason, we might revisit it and and talk about, you know, some of our favorite, uh, like, people that players mm-hmm. and, and comments that were left on this video. We might just revisit it in the offseason when we got a, a lot less to talk about because it's such a fun thing. And so here we are already nine and a half minutes in, but I want to list off the very first one. I think we all know who the epitome of flash in the pan player for the Red Wings is going to be. I think we're all in agreement and I'll list that last because I think people know who it's going to be. Sure. But I'm going to give you my first flash in the pan player. And as far as I'm aware, he is not kicking it around in the league at all this season. I don't even know where he's at at this moment, but Thomas Yurko was a player who had, all the YouTube highlights oh, yeah. tore it up all at the AHL la- level, just had a phenomenal hands. In his first career game, had a filthy move against the Anaheim Ducks to score a goal. And then, <laughs> and then... He, had, he had a decent couple seasons. I'll, I'll give him credit. Um, he had 15 points in his rookie season, 18 points in his second season playing with 63 games. But that was it. He peaked at the NHL level with 18 points in 63 games. And then his final season with the Red Wings in 16-17, he had zero points in 16 games. Just He just completely fizzled out. He never That's adjusted to the one, NHL though. level. That's a great one, though. Oh, I was so, I was so excited when Thomas Yerko came up because I knew about his incredible hands. But it turned out if all you do is have good stick handling, but you don't have good strength on the puck you're not you know very good defensively or in the corners you're not going to last the nhl level one of those players who's great in the ahl level but just can't seem to make it happen at the nhl yeah maybe he should have had a tinted visor i don't know if shady rays does this um but they got fantastic sunglasses that was an attempt scotty i I was a that was a reach right there absolute reach but shady rays sunglasses are awesome Shader Rays is an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of $200 sunglasses for a fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well-constructed, durable frames, and premium high-end finishes. Also, something you won't find anywhere else is Shady Rays' insane protection program. Shader Rays includes lost and broken protection on every pair. 
They will send you a brand new pair if they you lose them no matter what happened. Give them a try, and if you don't love them, you'll pay nothing. It's as simple as that. Plus, 10 meals are donated to fight hunger in America when you shop with Shady Rays. Exclusively for our listeners, head to ShadyRays.com and use code LOCKEDON to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's code LOCKEDON for their best deal of the season. 50% off two or more pairs of Shady Rays sunglasses. Backed by over 150,000 verified five-star reviews. Also got to talk to you guys today about BetOnline.net. Is your num- BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sport wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online. Bet online. Where the game starts. Segment two, Lockdown Red Wings podcast, Tuesday edition. Uh, we're going through the biggest flashing the pan players in at least Scotty and I's recent memory. I won't say history because it's more just what we can remember. For sure. Scotty, I gave you Thomas Yurko there at the end of the first segment to lead things off. Give me yours. What's your first flash in the pan player? So, like, my favorite one and this he didn't even really flash because like he had one game on like the what the opening night or the second game of the season where he hit the crossbar and i freaked out i loved matthias brome loved matthias brome and the crossbar play had everybody in the fan base freaking out they did everybody's like oh did you see because he put out feeling on a little bit of a nice move that hit the cross and everybody was like, oh, this, you know, that was pretty nasty. And then, did he even score? For yes. It? Did he? Okay. I he had don't, one I goal and one assist in 26 games. How many goals? One goal and one assist. Nice. Nice. Yeah. No, definitely fizzled out and fizzled out hard. But I, I, I just remember when he first came over, everybody was like, ah, uh, like, well, okay. I, I don't want to spoil. Is the last one you're saving? Is that like initials DB? Yes. Okay, cool. So <laughs> people thought that Brome was going to be, you know, not, I don't think people actually thought this, but people were like, hey, like maybe it could be something kind of like him. And uh, I was all in. I was all in on, on the Matthias Brome hype. And um, yeah, did did not did not turn out too uh, too terribly well for me. But at one point, I almost got his jersey. I was so close to getting <laughs> his sweater. I'm not even kidding. Well, uh, he's just another one of those guys, though. Like just like the mysterious great highlight tape overseas. Yeah. By the way, if you well, want a fun YouTube video to watch, go look up Matthias Brome's highlights from not in America, and they're fantastic. Well, just like the uh, mysterious DB, just absolutely tore it up in the Swiss League, and like he went back to yep. the Swiss League after this season. Or last last season, this season he's got forty nine points in forty one games. He's just uh, the, that's a, that's going to be a common theme among a lot of these players we talk about is they are great at just below the NHL level, and then as soon as they get to the NHL level, they just don't have it in them to compete. Um, my next one, Scotty, is another one from that similar era as uh, Thomas Yerko, Martin Furk, who is actually still playing in the NHL here and there. He goes up and down between the NHL and AHL level, but you know, got called up to the NHL level, got told, we got told he was the second coming of Brett Hall with this shot. Same shot location, same shot location, same shot style, dropping down the knee, 
he was going to be our Brett Hall or our Alex Ovechkin, you know, and just absolutely ripping pucks. And he has the hardest shot in the league. I mean, he at the AHL All-Star game, his shot was like 108 miles an hour, which, which shattered the NHL record if he was at the NHL All-Star game. Um, he's got an incredible shot, but that is literally all it is, and he could never hit the net, ever. He only managed to play two seasons with the Detroit Red Wings, 68 games in 17-18, had 25 points, 11 goals, 14 assists. Not bad. Not uh, but bad. The very next year, with 30 games, six points, one goal, five assists. Um, and then the following year, went to the Kings. That's where he's been ever since. Dropped up and down between the rain, uh, Ontario rain, Ontario, California, and the LA Kings, but only six games this season. Yeah, no, I, he was, um, the, the, the shot on that thing was definitely a, a thing, but he was, a he was a fun one too, man. I, I remember, I feel like I remember, uh, a fight with him. This is like not good radio for me to just sit here and think, but like, I feel like I remember a fight, but I mean, no, that, that's a good one. That's, form. That's de- <laughs> that's definitely a uh, that's definitely a good pull though. That's a great pull. All right, all you buddy. Um, I mean, like, does he really count as like a flash? I mean, we well, don't have to necessarily sticks tried and true. No, for sure. Like, so I was a I, he is not a flash in the pen at the NHL level at all because he didn't really ever establish and make himself to the NHL levels. This is more of like a like a bust thing than it is a flash in the pan thing. But a a young Scott Bentley was a huge Tom McCollum guy. Yeah. Huge Tom McCollum guy. I, I thought I, I remember going in. Like, you know, we, we win a cup. Oh, we take a goalie in the first round. I was like, oh, we're set, man. Like, we're set. Like, the, the old wave of goalies is going to die out. This team's going to stay good because Tom's going to come up and be the dog. Tom. Um, and, yeah, he, he certainly did not do that. Yeah, Tom he's McCollum, not big dude. <laughs> big dude. Uh, not 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 so much um, on the on the successful – NHL career front, though. Uh, no, not so. Ever. Every, every single time he came up, he kind of got shelled. Uh, played one or two games here and there at the Red Wings. I remember one year he got called up. I think Howard got injured at the same time as, like, Mrazic. And so he came up and started against the Pittsburgh Penguins and promptly allowed, like, six goals or something ridiculous oh, like yeah. that. He's currently uh, playing. You want to guess where? I actually have it right in front oh, of me. Oh, that's lame. You're lame. I, well, as soon as you said his name, I'm like, I'm going to look up his stats. Yeah, no, he's currently still kicking it in the Austrian Professional Hockey League. Yeah. So he, he, was he fizzled first, out of the he was a first round pick. Man, that shows how young he He's still only 32. <laughs> like, he was a first-round pick, what, in, in 08? 2008, so the year they – well, the year before they won the Cup, technically. Man, he was a first-round pick in 08, and he is still only 32. Like, could no. you imagine if he would have turned out? I'm stupid. He'd that still, that would have been the year they won the cup. He'd still be kicking it. He'd still oh, be like, in his like back end of his prime, probably. Like, no, oh. that I wouldn't even say that. Goalies are weird. He would still be in his prime. Right. A lot yeah, of these goaltenders yeah. stay in their primes until they're late. Goalies parties. are, I mean, such a roller coaster. You know, they have random primes at 40, but suck it. Like it. It. Who knows? But he could very feasibly have, have still have been like kicking it at an elite level if he ever reached that first round goalie potential. He was gigantic, but had zero athleticism, and that's, oh, that's the problem with those yeah. guys. He, he was a he was a solid, yeah, six two, six three. He was a big dude. 
How about I give you a goaltender? And I, I won't really, I, I'll go a little off the beaten path too with this one. So I won't say he necessarily fizzled, fizzled out, fizzled out, like fizzled out of the league, but he's definitely been a very streaky goaltender. And that's Peter Mrazek. Sure. Um, we thought, I mean, he came in that, what, 2014 series against the Tampa Bay Lightning. And he just, it was him and it was um, Johnson, Tyler Johnson of the Tampa Bay Lightning. It was, it was them versus each other. And they went, the, they went the distance, seven games. And he stole the starting job from Jimmy Howard, the start of the next season. And we thought Peter Mrazek was, we thought he was him. We thought he was yeah. the next guy, uh, the next starting goaltender. And then he just struggled with consistency incredibly streaky. Eventually they gave up on him, decided to flip him to the Philadelphia Flyers. And then he went to the Carolina Hurricanes, played fantastic, much like Nadalkovich behind their stellar team. They put him on, the. then he signed with the Toronto Maple Leafs, which has admittedly a much worse defense, despite how good they are in the standings. And that's, you know, that's a whole different topic, but they, they put up a lot of goals because Austin Matthews is a freak of nature when it comes to goal scoring, but they have no defense. So he, again, got really cold, gave up a ton of goals, and they have now assigned him to the minors. He went on waivers, and nobody picked him up. Nobody picked Peter Mrazek. Even as streaky as he is, so many teams could have used the Peter Mrazek, and nobody picked him up, which speaks volumes of what GMs at this point, at this juncture, think he is capable of. And so that's why I nominate nominate him for a guy who fizzled out, because he at least fizzled out of the Red Wings organization. But he, he fizzled out faster than Jimmy Howard did. And Howard was on the tail end of his career battling tons of groin issues. Yeah. No, that, that, I mean, that's, that's a solid one. And and uh, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people have a lot of opinions on uh, on that one. But I I, I don't mind it, man. And, and they, like he, he continued to show flashes, even through, you know, leaving us, continued to show some flashes at times. Um, but certainly never just never nailed down the consistency. Well, like, so his final year at the Red Wings, he had a 902 save percentage, 901 save percentage, but three goals against average. So that speaks more about the defense in front of him as well. If he's giving up three goals, but still saving 90% of the shots, they're facing a lot of shots. But then this last year with Carolina, he had a 923 save percentage before having an 888 one this year. Like, the dude is incredibly streaky. So, yeah, I, that's why I nominate him. Um, I like that one. Do you remember Leno? Oh my God, Billy Leno. He's not on my list, but that is a phenomenal okay, he was, pick. Uh, that was that was that was gonna be my my like last when I when I prepped for this didn't come, but while we were talking about uh, Brome and the guy who's gonna be last, like he he came into my mind, yeah. And, and I quickly just pulled up his his numbers here in his thirteen games in a winged wheel in in two thousand nine. First off, scored in his debut, and that was like the big thing, right? Like scored in his in his uh, in his first game for the Red Wings, but ended thirteen games, nine points, five goals, four assists, and thirteen games. Not bad, kid. Have Not bad. A, have yourself a partial season. Well, then he went on to was it the Sabers had a phenomenal year and got paid well, he, big bucks. Was yeah, so he went. So he was oh eight oh nine was his like first season with Detroit, and then. He was on Detroit again, retained for 9-10, and then gets moved to Philly mid-season for a fifth-round pick and then signed with the Sabres after that season had done, yeah. 
Yeah, because he got he had a really good season, and then he got paid, and then promptly did nothing for the rest of his career. Correct. Yeah. So I think they ended up buying him out. Well, his season. So the the year we traded him. So okay. So 0809, 13 games, nine points, five goals. 089 in 55 games played for the Detroit Red Wings in 910. He had 11 points. <laughs> okay. Well, that oh no, that was his full season. In 42 games played for Detroit, he had 7 points. But then in Philly, he had in 910 for the rest of Philly, 13 games played, 4 points. But then in 1011 for Philly, in 81 games played, he had 53 points and almost 20 goals. So then he goes to Buffalo and gets paid, has 25 points in 71 games. Uh, then 12-13 comes around, only plays in eight games. He also eventually gets suspended for elbowing Matt Reed, which is kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> I mean, not funny because he elbowed Matt Reed, but just the 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 ins and outs of like this dude's career are just yeah. amusing to me. Um and then, yeah, last season was at 30 and 13-14 for Buffalo where he had 15 points in 58 games. But I just remember the hot start because that team was a was a juggernaut and everybody knew it was cup or bust. And uh, and, and I just remember that for a little bit, Leno just sprinkled in there for, for just a little <laughs> bit and scored his, in his debut and stuff. I just remember the excitement. For the uh for for the little bit that he played there that season, I don't really remember too much of him after 0809, but um definitely remember the the first few games of him in that season. Yeah, that's a really good one, uh, guys. If you want to make sure that your car doesn't become a flash in the pan and fizzle out, you gotta make sure you head to RockAuto.com. With the ever increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you will ever need. Winder often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter off or excuse me, orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using rock auto. Uh, rock auto is a family business serving do it yourselfers for over 20 years. They have everything you could need brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck with right locked on in their How did you hear about us box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts you will ever need. Rockauto.com. Gil Martin here, host of the Locked On NHL podcast. Join me every Monday for the three biggest stories from across the NHL, including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league. Check out the Locked On NHL podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, Scotty, I got I got two more quick ones. I got okay. two more quick ones. Um, well, we got to preview this Ottawa Senators game. I mean, we got um, we got to talk about about Brunner at some point. He well, he is the the final one. Yeah, He's yeah. one of the two. Uh, the one right before that is Andrea Th- Athanasiu, hey, another hey, guy hey, playing in LA. Yeah. Uh, had himself a thirty goal season. Never de- decided to never learn how to play defense, and so the team traded him away. Yeah, still really kind of holds that close to his uh, to his mentality. Now he just owns it. He's just like I, this is this is who I am. Put me on power play, I'll score goals. Yeah. Hey, respect. The team's fine with it. You know, why not? Um, And, of course, the final one being Damian Brunner had 26 points in 44, game, Brunner, yeah, 44 games played, 12 goals, 14 assists. He was a Henrik Zetterberg product, uh, played with Zetterberg over in the Swiss League during the lockout year. Zetterberg said, hey, I like this kid. Bring him over. Scored some very clutch goals for the Red Wings. 
went on to get signed by the New Jersey Devils to big money and then did absolutely nothing with the Devils. Yep. Had 25 points in 60 games. Not bad. And then the final, following season had seven points in 17 games and then gone. So do you want to uh, – his production in his first 19 games as a Detroit Red Wing. You ready? You have a breakdown for me? Yeah, give it to me. Yeah, first 19 games, 10 goals, 6 assists, 16 points in his first 19 games with the team. He looked legit, man. Electric. Average 17 minutes time on ice, too. Like, was getting the, the PT. Almost a point-a-game player. Almost a point-a-game player for the first 20 games as a Red Wing. And then he didn't score. He only scored seven more points the last 25 games of the season. Yeah, because it was a shortened season that year. Because and three, only three of those were goals. So after his two goal performance, he had a two goal, two assist performance against Vancouver on on uh, February twenty fourth, two thousand thirteen. Okay, has a four point night, two goals, two assists. After that game, he would score. Yeah. Like, not very many really at all for the remainder. He did, however, have a big overtime game winner in playoffs. I can't remember against the Ducks or the Blackhawks. He did. He did. He absolutely did. I remember that. Because I think it was set up off the effort from Nyquist, and he just buried the rebound, but still he crashed that that ball. Wow, yeah. And then he goes to New Jersey, and in 60 games had 25 points in 13-14, and then by 14-15, he only played in 17 games and had seven points. Yeah. So absolutely burned out real fast, especially with the amount he was getting paid. Um, That's tough. That, that wraps up about all the ones that I had off the top of my head before we started recording. Yes. No, I, I think that wraps up everything I had too. Yeah. So let's knock out a real quick uh, Red Wings preview. They play their fourth, third, and final match against the Ottawa Senators. Is that the final match? That can't be right. Did I misspeak? They're a division opponent. When they play four, am I just messing up immensely we, right now? Oh yeah, it is the final match. I yeah, am me- messing up play, immensely because we played them on the back to back a couple of weekends ago. Yeah, home and home. I don't know why I thought they played them four times this year. Anyways, the third and final time, uh, lost five to two the last previous times in a home and home series. Uh, they are coming off a three game losing streak, however, while the Red Wings have just come off a OT loss one. So. What are we expecting from this game, Scotty? I mean, they're, they're just playing a team that's on paper. Again, they should be better than, but last two times these teams, two teams have played home and away, the centers have beaten up on the Red Wings. I don't know what to expect. There's my analysis. I have no clue, dog. Expect <laughs> the unexpected. <laughs> this, the defense could be atrocious, and, and it could be we could be in for another long night. Um, or we could realize that, like they, they, there's no reason that we can't win this game, and and maybe we step up a little bit. But it's, well, it's certainly the home and home was brutal. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing: is like if at this point in the season, like again, we're not actively rooting for tanking, but we recognize that losses aren't hurting this team. Like right. at any point, this team's not getting hurt from losing any point anymore. So if they lose, you know. I'm not going to be really all that upset. I might get upset in the short term if they lose embarrassingly, but I recognize it's better for them long-term if they lose, but I'm not active. I like, I'm going to go out, go to work tomorrow, hoping the Red Wings get a win, but if they do win, it's going to be on the backs of 
goal scoring and probably an amazing goaltending performance because that's all season how they've been winning games because they know that defensively they are lacking. And even in games they win, they're lacking. In close games they lose, they're lacking defensively. And obviously in games they get blown out, lacking defensively. So the only way they win games that right now is phenomenal goaltending performances and, of course, um, you know, offensive showcases from Jacob Verana, which leads me to my next question, Scotty. How many goals does Jacob Verana score on Tuesday? Just on Tuesday? Just on Tuesday. I'll take one. I'm going to take two. Okay. Two goals from Jacob Verana. He's he's feeling it. He's on another level. A quarter of every shot he takes goes in the net, and that is sustainable. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> man. Absolutely it is. Damn right. Can't wait for can't wait for that uh, that two that two piece on, I on just, Tuesday. I'm so high on Jacob Verano right now. I'm not high on much with the Red Wings right now. But if I can be high on one thing, I'm I'm a happy camper. <laughs> I'm well well hold on. That that came out. Wow. <laughs> so many clips from that little spotlight. Please keep going. No, no, this is great. Please if I can continue. be high on one Red Wings player or one element of the Red Wings game, I am a happy camper. That is what I was saying until you twisted my words. I literally didn't say anything except keep going. I did not repeat a single thing you said. All I said was, yeah, great, dude. Keep going. (laughs) I hate you so much. (laughs) I'm high on life, man. Uh, uh Uh-huh. Um... Well, now you took the wind out of my sails. Let's go, Red Wings. Let's go, Red Wings, baby. Ball. Uh, real quick, Tankathon. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna hit the button. I'm not even counting because we're already over time. Um, I'm just gonna hit it until we get it. Here we go. Am I sharing screen? I am. Okay, I remember to do that. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't remember if I'd done it or not. Oh, okay. I am keeping track in my mind. That's nine. Nine times it took to get to the second. 10, down back to 10, 11, 9, 12, 10, 13, 10, 14, 1. There we go. Bingo, bingo. So we ball. We ball. Fun episode, Scotty. Fun epi. Fun epi. Let's, let's just not talk about the product on the ice more often. That's a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll be back with a game recap tomorrow to talk about that product on the ice. Same time. Wait. Any final comments? We ball. We ball. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. Yeah. Beating the Boston Red Sox. Same time. Same place. It's your team. Every day. Every day. Gil Martin here, host of the Locked On NHL podcast. Join me every Monday for the three biggest stories from across the NHL, including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league. Check out the Locked On NHL podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts.